We've all heard that a breakdown in communications is the number one reason for medical errors. It probably is the number one reason for errors in all parts of life. I bet many wars started because of failed communications. For me, I know I have been struggling with good communication skills for most of my adult life. And it's an area that I am actively working to improve. Now, as humans, we have communicated with spoken language for over 10,000 years, and yet we still can't get it right. And in today's world, where we have audio, visual, and text communications at our fingertips at all times, the quality of our communication seems even worse. Why is that? Why are we so bad at talking with each other? Hello again. My name is Felix Becker and I am the Broke Surgeon. This project is my attempt to fix what is broken with our current system of healthcare delivery. I want to dive deep into why providers, nurses, and patients are frustrated by the current state of affairs. How money seems to go anywhere but helping patients heal. And ultimately, design a system which actually improves the health of everyone involved. So, can we talk? No, seriously, let's talk. Isn't it ironic that we have to have a talk about not being good at talking? This topic hits really close to home for me because I used to be terrible at communicating. And not that I'm perfect at it now, but I am working to improve my own communication skill set. I still don't like talking on the phone, but I am more accepting of it. It's an ongoing work in progress, both in my professional life as well as my personal life. At a very rudimentary level, us medicine folks speak a different language. We use big words with Latin and Greek roots. Some words even self-made up. Sometimes we don't even fully comprehend these words ourselves. Sometimes we use shorter words or abbreviations that convey a lot of meaning to us, but not to anyone else. And I think that's okay. Every profession or trait has its own internal language. The same happens in the legal world, engineering, uh, aerospace, theater, trucking, etc. It's perfectly normal. But where we fail is at translating our med-speak to our patients. Because the language is so ingrained in us, so second nature, we don't think to use regular English when speaking with non-medical folks. And so at the system-patient interface, communications can break down because both sides simply can't understand one another. 
I have recently been interacting with a new device rep. He comes from a non-medical background, a business background, and now his job is to sell me his company's medical products. He knows a ton about business and sales, but almost nothing about medicine. It has been an eye-opening experience for me to spend time with him as he is learning to adapt to what is a very foreign world with a, with a different language to him. And he wants to be in this position. He wants to learn about this language and all of its nuances. The same cannot be said about most patients we take care of every day. Now, what actually matters most is that we care. And that can be difficult to tease out if we speak English, but not the same English, where we spend more time in front of the computer instead of in front of our patients. Our nonverbal communications say more than the words coming out of our mouths. To patients, the quality of the care provided and working together towards their goals matter more than the language we speak. Which is why we can provide medical care in foreign countries and be received with wide open arms. The language itself does not matter. What really matters is simply that we care. Now, all of this so far is looking at the one-on-one -on -one interactions between a medical professional and a patient. But we don't practice medicine in isolation. There are hundreds of other people on our side supposedly working together. What about those interactions? How do we communicate amongst us medical people? At first, it would seem that because of our common language, we would have an easy time communicating with one another. But the communication breakdown here is far worse, in my opinion, than speaking a foreign language with our patients. What, what has irked me a lot recently is the poor communication between members of the medical team. For example, a nurse recently changed my orders without speaking with me. Now, on the one hand, all the changes were over-the-counter changes. So if the patient had been in their own home and not in a medical facility, they could have walked into their nearest pharmacy and changed the treatment themselves in that same manner. But what was bothersome was that my specific orders were ignored and no one bothered to call me. I have left either my pager or personal cell phone number in my signature block ever since residency to allow anyone to be able to find and reach me. I have done this because I know that figuring out how to contact a certain doctor can be a daunting task. Even for a doctor like me, 
trying to get in touch with another doctor in the same healthcare system. There isn't always an easy way to reach a specific person. So I try to make it easy by leaving my direct contact information on every note. Even patients get to see this if they were to read my note. And even though my contact information is readily available, my orders were changed without anyone telling me about some changes that had occurred with that patient. And this lack of communication is happening between doctors as well. I still mostly get ghost consults at the hospitals that I work at. This is the kind of consult where the order gets placed in the computer by the requesting physician or PA or MP, but nobody picks up the phone to call or text me or somehow get in touch to discuss the patient and the specific question they want me to answer in that consult. Half of the consults coming my way could easily be dealt with on a five-minute phone call instead of wasting everybody's time and money on an unnecessary consult. I hate to say it, but a lot of times it feels like the person placing the order thinks it's no longer my problem now as soon as that consult order is placed. And I am very guilty of not picking up the phone myself. Just recently, I, I had a patient with an acute diabetic foot infection in the clinic. To me, it was pretty obvious what needed to happen. The patient needed to go to the emergency room to quickly get in the hands of a surgeon for an urgent trip to the operating room to get control of the infection. In my mind, that was the only logical next steps. And I assumed if he went to the emergency room, this would be the only course of action to treat an acute diabetic foot infection. But as you can already infer from this post, this is exactly what did not happen. Instead, he was admitted to the medical team for a chronic lung disease exacerbation and the surgical console was placed, but neither with an urgent flag attached to it, nor for an acute diabetic foot infection. Needless to say, when I discovered the next day that he still had not been seen by a surgical team, nor gone to the operating room, I was pretty upset. How did no one else see the urgency in this situation? How come no one else was worried about this foot infection, which, if not treated expediently, could lead to an amputation? But really, I am the one who had failed the patient by not picking up the phone to make that call from the clinic to alert the surgeon on call about the patient coming to the ER. Why did I not make that call? 
There were several reasons in that moment why I did not pick up the phone and instead moved on with my day. But none of those reasons should have mattered. The patient was at risk for losing his foot, not me. That alone should have been sufficient reason for me to pick up the phone and make that call. We all get busy. We see more patients than we reasonably should if we truly want to give our full attention to each and every one of them. We see so many patients, we fall behind in our schedules and don't have time to even take care of ourselves, let alone make one more phone call. We are afraid that one phone call may not be enough. And if we already don't have time to make one phone call, we surely don't have enough time to make two or three. We go through our days trying to preserve what little dignity we can for ourselves. We don't want to hear pushback from the other side of that phone call. And we don't want the other party to add more items to our already overflowing to-do list. So what can be done about all this? Adding more breathing room to our schedules would help. But in a system that is struggling with retention, that seems difficult. With fewer people available to do the same amount of work, if not more, the schedules become even more stressful and crunched. But if we don't, the problem compounds and more people will leave the medical profession, which will make the situation that much worse for those left behind, still fighting at the front lines. We also need to be more available to talk to one another. Our contact information should not be kept secret. The best way to find and fix problems is in direct communication, not indirectly through front desk personnel, switchboard operators, nurses, or medical trainees. And I can attest from personal experience that sharing my, my personal cell phone number in my signature block at multiple hospital systems and medical facilities, this has not resulted in an increase in unwanted phone calls or text messages. So what do you think? How can we improve our communication both amongst medical professionals as well as with patients? Email me at felix at brokesurgeon.com. Get in touch and let's start figuring this out together. As always, thank you for tuning in. Remember that this project isn't just about me and my frustrations. A broken healthcare system affects all of us. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts, comments, suggestions, ideas, and personal experiences. Whether you're a physician, a nurse, patient, administrator, investor, insurance agent, or politician, I want to hear your story. 
Let's sit down and chat at about our current situation and what we can do to change it for the better.